welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Today I'm going to be answering another listener question. This query came into my email box this week and even though I can never answer individualized questions over email, If I could, I would, but it is really unethical for me to do that because I don't know anything about you except for what is written in the email. But having said that, this person did agree for me to cover it in a generalized capacity on the podcast. And I'm really glad that they did because I think you are going to benefit from this one too. My usual disclaimer before I get started, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for education and informational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for individualized support from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian. And speaking of which, I am delighted to be back accepting one-to-one private coaching clients, clients who are looking to leave binge eating behind and to learn how to live a life that is not dictated by food. So if you feel like you would like some one-to-one support, why not reach out to me? I will leave all the details in the show notes. All right, so let's read the email. I have just recently realized I have a disordered way of eating and I'm tired. I have spent many years on and off the keto way of eating. What I like about it is the restrictions. I find it very difficult to stop eating once I start whether it's sugar or chips or crackers or even coffee. If I like some, I need more. I just keep going. How can I eat a healthy amount? How can I turn it off? Is this binging or do I have something else going on in my head? It feels like I'm a child with no self-control. I feel sick to my stomach, but that hasn't stopped me from repeating the process. Any thoughts you have on this would be greatly appreciated. What an interesting email. You can see why I wanted to share it with you because I know that you have been in a similar situation. Even if it hasn't been with keto, I know that you have felt that you are out of control, that you can't stop, that you just want to be able to eat a healthy amount. So let's get into it. I'm going to answer this question in three separate points. The first thing I would like to point out is about the question, the question that this person asked, is this binging? Way back in, I think it was the very first episode, I outlined what binging actually is and why the definition of both binge eating and binge eating disorder are actually largely irrelevant. Binge eating means that you eat a large volume of food in a short period of time And it comes with it a feeling of being out of control and some level of emotional distress. Some eating disorders treatment centers might say that the binge has to be at a certain caloric value or the period in which the binge happens has to be in a certain time frame. But from my point of view, I believe that if you feel like you are eating a large volume of food for you, more than what you're used to in a period of time that feels quite short for you and you do feel some level of being out of control and you feel emotionally distressed, then look no further. That is a binge in my books. 
where things can get a little bit grey is when it comes to diagnosis of binge eating disorder. Remember in the first episode, I spoke about how binge eating disorder is defined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders, and it was only first defined in 2013. Like all eating disorders, it comes with a very strict set of guidelines, a strict set of diagnostic criteria. And in some cases, you have to meet every single one of these diagnostic criteria to get a diagnosis. The thing is, and this is a little professional secret that I'm going to share with you, it is very rare to come across somebody who meets every single one of the diagnostic criteria perfectly. And that's not just for binge eating disorder, that goes across all eating disorders. Diagnostic criteria for eating disorders such as binge eating disorder function best to outline who needs these services and how many services are needed and what percentage of the population are struggling and need more support. When it comes down to an individual basis, it is very hard to put somebody in a set box for binge eating disorder. So I ask you not to get too wrapped up in the diagnostics and go back to what my definition for a binge is at the beginning of this spiel. And that is eating a subjectively large volume of food in a short space of time with a level of distress and feeling out of control. Going back to this email and this person asked, is this a binge? I can't answer that, but I would ask you to go back and look at if those four points are present for you. All right, moving on. The second point I want to discuss here is what this person has said about liking restrictions and liking rules. And let's start off by acknowledging that it is okay if you like following rules. It's okay if you love when you have a meal plan or some kind of regimen and you like going to bed that night knowing that you followed it all perfectly. From the outside looking in, It appears that having rules and restrictions to follow about food helps to bring some order into your life. You might get a real sense of satisfaction when you follow all your food rules. You might feel that you have accomplished something, like you are doing good, like you are not a failure. Having food rules can get quite addictive because of that feeling of accomplishment when you go to bed that night knowing that you haven't broke any of your rules that day. So I get it. I do understand that you do really value having rules and restrictions about food in your life. And I know that it's not just the person who wrote in this email who is feeling this way. I've spoken about how binge eating can stem from perfectionism. And if you're always striving to have high standards for yourself, you are more at risk of having an eating disorder like binge eating. So on one hand, we acknowledge that having food rules can help you feel more orderly, more organized, more on top of things, like you are really accomplishing something. But we have to balance that out by looking at the other side of having food rules and restrictions, and that is the dark side. Just because of the very fact that you're listening to this episode, I know that your food rules and restrictions are not fully serving you. They are causing you anxiety, stress, and of course, likely binge eating too. 
And I guess it comes down to which is more important to you. Is it important to you that you do live a life that's led by rules and restrictions? And when it comes to food, you'd like to know exactly what you're going to be eating, how much and when. Or would you prefer to live a life where you didn't have to live by rules, that you could just take each day as it comes, eat intuitively and make peace with the fact that sometimes it might feel uncomfortable, especially at the beginning when you're letting your food rules go. It may feel chaotic, especially at the beginning. It may feel like you're all over the place, but you do get to live a life that isn't dictated by food rules. And over time, your binge eating will improve and may even stop. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I recommend that you do go back because in that episode, I spoke about how even people with the best relationship with food, people who eat intuitively, they still have some level of food rules. It doesn't mean that you all of a sudden have to scrap your whole food rules and restrictions list and just throw caution to the wind. Everybody has some food rules. What's important is that you learn how to make them work for you. And the third point that I want to bring up, and this may be the most important one, it's relating to this person's diet of choice. And they describe it as being an on and off keto diet. I'll just read a bit of it out to you again. I've spent many years on and off the keto way of eating. I find it very difficult to stop once I start. Whether it's sugar or chips or crackers or even coffee, if I like it, I like more. I just keep going. How can I eat a healthy amount? How can I turn it off? All right, let's talk about keto for a sec. So the keto diet is short for the ketogenic diet. And the main premise is that you restrict carbohydrates, all carbohydrates. So that's things like sugar, flour, pasta, rice, potatoes, sweets, and chocolate. If you are familiar with the food pyramid, you basically remove the entire bottom layer of the food pyramid. That layer that contains all of the starches, the whole grains, and even though sugar isn't in the bottom element of the food pyramid, you remove sugar as well. It's called ketogenic diet because when you remove all carbohydrates from your diet, your body switches to burning fat as its primary fuel. And ketones are a byproduct of fat metabolism. If you have tried keto and you believe that it works well for you, then that's fine. You do you. Once you're happy, I'm happy. But as you can imagine, removing all carbohydrates from your diet is incredibly restrictive. It's incredibly restrictive, not only because you're removing a huge quantity of foods from your daily intake. Just take a second now to think about all the carbohydrates that you eat. Imagine just removing those overnight. But keto is incredibly restrictive and difficult to maintain long term because your body likes to run on carbohydrates. That's its primary fuel source. It doesn't like to have to metabolize your fat stores to make these ketones to keep your body going. It hates that. And that's why it feels so unnatural, so uncomfortable, so sick sometimes. A lot of people say that they have symptoms of flu once they try keto. 
If you are doing keto and you find that you are binging more, or if you're doing keto and you can't stop thinking about carbohydrates or sugar or chips or crackers or whatever else, it's because your body is pleading with you to start to feed it carbohydrates again. Your body has purposely ramped up your interest in food. If you're doing keto and you can't stop thinking about bread and cakes and pasta, then that's why. Your body has purposely increased how elusive and how desirable those foods are. It is not because of lack of willpower that you can't do keto. It is not your fault that you are feeling very interested by food right now, that anytime you walk past a shop, you can't help but go in and in some way it feels like you're on autopilot. You go straight for the pastry section or the chocolate section and you buy a ton of stuff that you weren't planning on buying and you go and binge in your car. So going back to the email, when this person said that if they like something, it feels like they have to keep eating it. It's because from doing keto, even if it has just been on and off, your body has ramped up its interest in carbohydrates and its interest in things like sugar, bread, cakes, crackers. Carbohydrates are the body's primary fuel. And it may be the case that you will always feel like you need to eat more until your body trusts you that you are going to give it carbohydrates every single day. So no more on and off keto. Remember the analogy of the pendulum. When you hold a pendulum over to one side in diet land, in this case, keto land, when that pendulum slips, it's going to swing straight over to the other side. And in the case of keto, that's going to be the land where there are a ton of carbohydrates. And it's going to want to stay there for as much as possible. The only way to get the pendulum to balance out evenly again is to keep giving it regular carbs. So just to reiterate those points again, the first point is please don't get too hung up in the definitions of binge eating. Don't torture yourself with is this a binge? Is this not a binge? Do I have a problem? The second point is relating to liking rules. It's okay if you like having food rules and food restrictions, but you have to consider both sides. You have to consider the positives and you have to consider the negatives. And it's about weighing them up to see if your food rules are really serving you for the most part, or if you would benefit from letting some of them go. And lastly, the third point is relating to the keto diet. Keto is an incredibly restrictive diet because it takes away the body's primary fuel source. If you are doing keto and you're binging, I am not one bit surprised. And no, it's not your fault. It's not because of lack of willpower. It's because your body is driven. It's primed to get you to eat carbohydrates. And beginning the journey of working towards a better relationship with food will probably begin with adding in more carbohydrates. All right, I am going to leave you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, do let me know. Send me an email. I'm joe at antidietanswers.com. If you have a question that you would like me to answer in a generalized capacity on the podcast, please don't hesitate. Let me know. Send me an email. 
And remember, I am open for new clients. So if you feel ready to seek individualized support to overcome binge eating, there is no better woman. I will leave all of the details in a link in the show notes. And from there, you can book a free 15 minute introduction to me so we can check that I am the best fit for your needs. All right, I'm going to leave you there. I hope I've given you some food for thought about the keto diet today. Until the next episode, take care of yourself.